Hi, it's M. I've been thinking about what to tell you, and my mind keeps coming back to tonight. Today is Halloween. Those who know me well know that it is my least favorite of holidays. Do I hate candy? <laughs> no. I have a strong dislike for people in costumes. Maybe dislike is not the right word. Fear. Irrational. Ridiculous. Fear. I don't know when I first noticed this fear. I can't pinpoint when it took root. I remember at a young age maybe about seven, maybe six. Uh, we were in the grocery store and there was a person handing out Twinkies. Now I love Twinkies. Oh, I do. Um, and if you've ever seen the movie Zombieland and you know they go on a quest to find a Twinkie, um, that's me. I love Twinkies that much. <laughs> and so I wanted the Twinkie that this person in the grocery store was handing out. The problem was the person handing out the Twinkies was dressed like the man on the Twinkie box or the, rather the Twinkie with the lasso and the cowboy hat on the Twinkie box. Yes, this was a real-life Twinkie man walking around the grocery store handing out Twinkies. I was torn. I desperately wanted a Twinkie. But I was terrified of the Twinkie man. And so, this is the first time I remember my fear stopping me from doing something I loved. I turned down a Twinkie because in order to get that Twinkie, I had to get within inches of the giant Twinkie man that I was afraid of. Fast forward a few years to high school, Halloween again. This time I'm in the gym practicing basketball. In walks someone in a gorilla costume. I immediately run to the girl's bathroom and hide. Gorilla Man comes to the door of the bathroom and begs me to come out because he's got candy for me. Now once again, I do not dislike candy, but I refused candy from Gorilla Man because I was terrified of the person in the costume and I remember yelling for this gorilla to go away and leave me alone. Fast forward a few more years. I'm sitting in a Bob Evans as an adult in my mid-thirties, having lunch with my mother. I turn 
for whatever reason, I don't know, but I turn around and in walks KC Wolf, the mascot, in all his wolfy glory. I, of course, immediately panic, knowing full well he's going to make rounds around the restaurant and end up at my table. So while the wolf went one direction in the restaurant, I excused myself from the table and took the other direction. Straight toward, you guessed it, the women's bathroom, where I hid and refused to come out until my mother, who knew I was not coming out of this bathroom while the wolf was in the restaurant, asked management to please make the wolf go outside because I was going to stay in that bathroom until the wolf was gone. So management removed the wolf from the from indoors and put him in the parking lot until I was done with my meal. Fast forward to tonight, Halloween 2019. I have a six-year-old son who deserves to go trick-or-treating. I hate Halloween, but because I am a good mom and because I was going with friends, I went trick-or-treating. Now my plan was to go indoors somewhere to some activity But the best of plans often fail, and I ended up in a neighborhood trick-or-treating. And I was doing quite well, considering, yes, there, I refused to go up to houses, and I let my friend take my son and his children to people to ask for candy while I waited on the sidewalk, staring at the ground with my back to the street that was full of people in costume. As long as I didn't make eye contact, I was fine. And if we were walking down the street and someone got too close, I would hide behind my friend until I peered down the road and saw death coming toward me <laughs> not just death death that to me looked to be seven feet tall and I remember as I'm holding my friend's arm stopping in my tracks and telling my friend I'm not going there I'm not going that direction And just pointing down the street, my friend asked, what? What's there? What's down there? And he finally saw what I was pointing at as he continued to convince me to continue to walk. We're still walking. I'm still hesitating, saying I'm not going there. <laughs> and as death got closer, I let go of my friend. and walked away. I took the widest path around death that I could find in the moment of panic. Now, I am ashamed to say, in my irrational fear, I left my child 
with my friend. In that moment, I wasn't thinking about the safety of my child or the safety of other children or even the safety of my friend. I wasn't thinking. I knew I needed to leave. And so I did. And I was walking as fast as I could, taking the widest path around death that I could possibly find, refusing to look up. And yet I could feel death passing me on the street. Death seemed to realize that I was afraid and decided it was funny to follow me. So here I am, running as best I can down the street, trying not to make eye contact with anyone, while death is chasing me. <laughs> oh, it sounds hilarious now. But here's the point of my story. I, in my effort to protect myself, left safety. In my irrational, fearful state, I let go of safety and took my own path that put me directly in the line of what I didn't want to happen. But here's what happened that had never happened before. See, before, when these kinds of things have happened to me, where someone in a costume has accosted me or gotten too close and I've become afraid, irrationally afraid, I've had people laugh at me and snicker or treat me as though I were foolish. Tonight that didn't happen. My friend stayed close, but he didn't chase. He watched over the children. And when death thought it was funny to get too close and to chase, I heard my friend calmly say, no, don't do that. She's afraid. And death stopped and walked away. And as my friend came up to me, I remember apologizing for my fear. My friend didn't make me feel bad. He didn't act like it was a big deal. He didn't even want the apology. So what's my lesson? In an effort to protect myself, I let go of safety. I let go of what was already in my life that would protect me. And I ran to protect myself and put myself directly in the line of danger. Anytime I attempt to protect myself, I end up harming myself. I end up sabotaging myself. I end up putting myself 
directly in the line of the danger that I'm trying to avoid. Hmm. But it's nice to notice that there are times in life when there are people who will recognize your fear, who will not punish you for your fear or mock you for it, and who will confront death himself and say, no, don't bother her, she's afraid. Wow, that's not a picture of Christ. I don't know what is. We live our lives trying just trying trying to be good enough brave enough, smart enough, fast enough strong enough perfect enough kind enough good enough we live our lives trying to be enough but death comes for us death sees our fear and chases us and we in our fearful state are powerless to stop death. But we had a friend who didn't chase and stop us from self-protection, from trying to be enough. He instead followed closely and then told death, stop. You can't have him. You can't have her. They're afraid. And so I'm standing to protect them from you. And death had to listen. Thanks to Christ, we don't have to fear death. We don't have to protect ourselves. We don't even have to be enough. All we have to do is accept the gift and say, thank you. He doesn't even want an apology. He doesn't need an apology. He stood in the gap to protect us. All we have to do is turn around and be reunited with him, the one that we let go of in order to protect ourselves. Yeah, 
Life lessons are all around us. And examples of Christ are plain to see if we'll just look. And there are beautiful people in our lives who love us and only want the best for us. Probably the best Halloween I've had. Anyway, it's late. And that's enough for tonight. This is Em, signing off for now. Good night.